0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the corner where the tree the, is, is this the, the passing of a torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It, it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is
1: here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here?
0: We always look forward to that week because it was always intense.
1: we The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys <laughs> still, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing, cause you still on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more, and even NFL preseason. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code Believe for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, my man? The the fellas, the group is back together again. What's up, man? Cooling the gang. We back, man. Batman
0: or Robin? You know, we look at it like the uh, like uh, the. the uh, Marvel, the Avengers, you know, what I'm saying Justice League. That's who we are. Uh, but I'm doing, I'm doing well, man. I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Had a, a couple of things uh, kind of happen. Some really, uh, uh, some you know, life things that went on in my, in, 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 in my family and, and and things like that, man. But I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Um, kind of, and I'll talk a little bit, kind of what I'm speaking about. Uh, so. About a few weeks ago, uh, one of my sisters who had been battling uh, cancer, the disease, uh, passed away, and her name is uh, uh, Phyllis uh, Walker Dunn, uh, better known as Bonnie, my sister, one of my older sisters, and uh, we, we've been shown just kind of a, a lot of the love and support, uh, especially man from you, Marcus, uh, just from friends and family and, and, and people who heard about it just reached out and we just been showered with so much love. Um, and, you know, my sister, I loved her dearly and, and still love her. And, and the pain is still there. Um, and, you know, kind of talking about it is one of those things it always brings up the memories and, and and, you know, get emotional just thinking about it. Uh, but also, too, I, I try to stay on the point of, of realizing and, and just, you know, celebrating her life. And I thank God so much for just being able to have her for as long as I was able to have her uh, through her diagnosis. And when I'm telling you like a fierce warrior, uh, you know, they talk about all these things that guys get into play and stuff like that, man. But, you know, when you're facing a challenge like uh, this disease, uh, it's, it's really tough and devastating on families and just, you know, for us. Having to, for her to go through it and then watching her go through it was uh, was really difficult. But I say this thing is it's kind of a love story because uh, she's she's a, a fierce believer in, in God and, you know, what he does for us. And we are we faithful people and believing that, you know, we're going to see her again. It's just, you know, she is not physically with us, but, you know, her spirit, uh, her memories, everything about her is with us and we're going to live on. The way that she wanted to, and she was just when I tell you, a very, very loving, particular, uh, unapologetic lover of life. That's who she was, and she was a light to us. Uh, and uh, you know, we, like I said, we love her dearly, and so uh, that's what I've been. We've been dealing with man is just part of life, and, and sometimes you know, I, I like talking about this because you know everybody's real people. And we all go through different things in our life, different challenges, uh, but it's good that we can uh, kind of, you know, talk to others and load these things on it. Just because we all going through this human experience together, it really is. And so, um, you know, like I said, we're, we're 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 lovers of God, you know, having Christ in our life, and and so we have a a, a huge hope on uh, where we're going with each other, man. But like I said before, I just you know, take my hat off to you, Marcus, for all your support. Uh, an understanding too uh just for my family and so i just want to say that um you know for the fans and stuff because i talked to a couple of guys you know that's kind of hey what's going on and stuff like and i kind of told them uh because i'm not really i don't really talk too much on social media about my family like real personal stuff i just you know to me i think it's it's a time and place for at least for me for particular things so uh, but i did want to share this because i just wanted to to tell everybody how much i love my sister much i love my family uh and i would definitely i miss her deeply deeply and and forever will uh, but i forever love her
1: that's for sure yeah we love you uh we love the dunn family and and, you know our dash dash family hearts go out out to you guys um and obviously all of our listeners um well i'm sure will share the same sentiments as well jd
0: absolutely absolutely and i appreciate each and every one of them and i love them too man i love you marcus you know i told you that man you know you know e you know all those guys man and you know just being so gracious you know just extending their support and love so yeah, it's good yeah. big family man big big friends big base of, of of loving people and i'm I'm so thankful for that thank god for that
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like you said the uh the body may not be with us, but their spirit and their soul will oh, be be with you for everything you do. Every show, every show you come on achieve concerns, everything you do, everything you do in your daily life. Um, she'll always be there with you. So that's right. Yeah.
0: And I, and honor her, you know, those times, you know, so it's good. It's good time, you know, big fan of a little brother, you know, and I was a big fan of one of, of my big sister. So,
1: yeah. Um, it's uh, one of these things when we, you know, we have these shows and stuff and it's like, you know, you're talking about being, a, 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 we're all human, right? And I think it's, it's its its one of those things too. It's like, you know, our fans who watch, who watched you play football, watch these guys who, you know, go through, are playing now. And it's like, you know, they don't, people don't realize, you know, these are, you know, these people we idolize and people we look up to, but they also go through the same things that we all do, you know? And it's just, it, yeah. it, it's, it's one of those things that like, I think sometimes certain fans need to, need to realize that. Um, like the ones who get mad for players who don't, you know, who aren't playing on Sundays because they, you know, fa- family member passed away and they didn't play in that game. So, oh, my fantasy team. It's like, yeah. well, life's bigger than that, you know. Absolutely.
0: You know, and and having an empathy for others. That's that's the main thing, you know. Like I said, this this experience that we have together. And sometimes it's good for us to, to mourn with the ones, you know, and laugh with the ones too. That's that's what we're here to do, man. We're here to 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 live on this beautiful beautiful planet with each other uh hopefully in a, in a lovingly way yeah. you know i know it doesn't always happen man but we need to do a better job of doing that you know really yeah
1: so just being an ear for someone and uh just showing love and compassion amen for sure. amen <laughs>
0: Some chief things have been going on. You know, I've been kind of absent a uh, little bit of on a hiatus, of course, during this time. But I've been catching things here and there with some of the chief stuff that's going on in the news. Uh, But I'm asking you to kind of keep me, you know, help me, you know, get, get uh, caught up on some things, man. What's going on out here in the chief world? man? <laughs> Everybody going crazy or what? What's going on? Uh, I
1: would say for the most part, people are pretty uh, even keel going crazy about good things nothing bad uh the only thing i will say people are going crazy about is chris jones going to be traded like no he's not going to be traded he would have been traded uh-huh. yeah i mean that's pre- a, a lot of chief fans are scared that he's going to be get the tyreek hill treatment but that that's oh. that's that's the only thing that's any kind of outrageous stuff going on but um with with this episode jd this episode will kind of um kind of take you through the last few weeks of training camp um and you can okay. kind of res- respond to things it's it's funny you know we had um over the last two weeks um you know, the training camp starting. So the, the first uh, two weeks ago, uh, my brother, Tasia, who was going to be joining us when we do our post game shows during the season. Um, He uh, was the co-host for uh, two, two weeks ago. Um
0: Love. Tasia. He does a good job, man. I, I love seeing Tasia out here, man. Really. <laughs> you know, can't wait to
1: meet him in person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that I was telling you. I used to watch the tape of you and uh, T rich. He, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. that.
1: yeah. Um, yeah. so we had what so that we had that two weeks ago, um, and well, when we, we posted that, uh, posted the clips from that, had all these people like weighing in, like what does JD think about this? What does JD think about that? And then last mm-hmm. week we had the, uh, Dr. David Shaw come on, uh, interviewed him um, just about the injuries uh, that have so far uh, been done during training camp. Had him talk yeah. about it, then I had JD well, what, what had people talking what's JD's player perspective on that injury? You know, like you're talking about a doctor, but like what does a player think about this? It's like, oh, relax. We're we're gonna get to that, JD. We'll be back and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Um Yeah. He's very
0: informative, man. I, I tell you what, I, you know, I listened to you know to him as well. I'm just like a, I'm like, man, I know this guy from somewhere. I just like I know this dude, you know? And when we were speaking and kind of talking, uh I think you say what he it was long time
1: with uh charges, uh Doctor, he was team the doctor the head uh, doctor for the Chargers for about seventeen years. I think he was before right. that he was with the Chicago Bears with doing something with their medical team. Okay.
0: All right. I was like, man, this dude looks kind of familiar, you know, and talking, but yeah, very informative, you know. So it was good.
1: Yes, yeah, some of the stuff was going like that. We we talked about the Justin Ross um the condition that he had with the spine. And I mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a, like a name, like the Clefen feel, whatever. I was like, yeah. I was reading it to him. I was like, I'm probably gonna butcher this doc, and then he goes, hey, cl- close enough." <laughs> and he <didn't> corrected me. <laughs> um And I and I had practice. When I was in Austria a couple of weeks ago. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we're gonna get into um, our first topic. With uh, one of the things I talked to the doctor about last week was uh, Canaries Tony's injury. Um, so. Obviously, you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Patrick Mahomes says he could see this guy being the number one receiver this year. And then what happens first weekend of training camp, doing a returning drill, he takes a misstep, um, partially tears his meniscus, has surgery, cleans out the cartilage. Andy Reid was optimistic that he could be back by week one. I think he even said it himself. Then yesterday, Adam Schefter came out and said that, he and Pacheco will be ready for Week One of the season. Um, Pacheco, we'll get into him in a little bit. Um, but oh, at, oh, wait, Adam Schefter said that. Schefter said that, yeah. Schefter said that. Schefter really? Said that, yeah, there was a report that he came out with like two, yesterday. Okay. Um, all right. And obviously, Schefter, he's he's had his fair share of meniscus tears playing football, so he he knows all about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know if he's ever played football, but um. <laughs> <laughs> But Jenny, this is an ongoing kind of um, obviously a different injury because t- Tony's injuries are usually hamstring injuries. But this yeah. is kind of an ongoing theme with him where if it's like, if he can stay healthy, there's always, if he can stay healthy, he could be that first round receiver that he was drafted to be in New York. If he can stay yeah. healthy with Patrick Mahomes, he could be the next Tyreek Hill. There's all these kind of things that are always said about him. But what do you think about, and I guess, you could talk to me about if you've ever had this injury a, and then if you've ever had this, this clean out cartilage in the, of this uh, interview knee, but having this injury before the season starts, how worrisome is that for a guy who's kind of had an injury plagued career so far?
0: Uh, You know, they say if, if and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, <laughs> right? That's what they always say. <laughs> if he could stay healthy. Well, I'll say this. Okay. Uh, Yes, I have had this injury before. I've had a meniscus tear in college. And, uh, you know, these things, man, they are very painful. Like, they're very irritating. It's very, like, the pain every time you try to cut. And, you know, you can feel it. You can just tell. Uh, and it's like it's not going to go away. You can try to do everything you can. But it usually requires surgery. It usually requires it. Like I said, it depends on exactly how much of the meniscus was torn. Uh, and so... If 50%, 25% uh optimistic him coming back first game of the season, mm, I don't know. That's possible, but then you'd be pushing it and pushing him into maybe uh maybe irritating some more of like some other things happening. And I think that possibly the reason he's had some of these injuries in the past, you always try to overcompensate for injuries that whatever it's like you know like you said calf injuries uh you know he cuts pretty hard we see that you know when you could hear it you could see it he's very violent when he takes a step and cuts so uh yeah man i i i, I think uh man with this type of surgery this usually four to six weeks this may be a six week thing and you really want to see how he he responds to this you see how his body responds uh, so, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility he's back week one. I, but to me, I would, on the safer side of caution, I would say maybe more week two. That's where I would be looking. I'll be pushing, like, look, man, yeah, we, we'll say first game of the season. We'll say that all day. But we're probably more projecting maybe game two of the season, okay? If not three. And look, that's, all that's going to depend on, it's going to depend on how everybody else around him is performing. That's what it's going to depend on. Right? Because the thing is, like, if we need this guy to come out here right now, then they're going to push for him to come back. Like, if everybody is stinking. But for some of the reports I've seen, man, we've had some really bright spots out there in the wide receiver position out of camp. And so I don't think we lack in talent out there, especially young talent uh, at the wide receiver position. Uh, But I think uh, you know, trying to rush him back first game of the season, I don't know if you have to. You know, like I said before, especially if you're going to be your number one, you're going to push this guy. You want to make sure he's healthy and you're going to need him for the long haul down the road. Uh, so don't put him in harm's way when you don't need to.
1: So, yeah, I would say, I mean, obviously, depending on how he's healing, I don't know where Schefter got this report or whoever told him this. Um, but uh, so, week one lines, obviously, that Thursday night game. Then you have 10 days till your next game. Jacksonville, that's everyone's raving about how good Jacksonville is going to be this year. And we, yeah. they played us tough in that in that uh, that that playoffs game. Um, and then you got the Bears. People are saying that you may see a little bounce back in the Bears, but I don't think you know. Well, obviously we don't know. We, we'll, we'll see. But that they aren't a team that's a world beater by any means. And then you have the Jets. The following week, Jets, another team everyone's hyping up. The hard yeah, knocks yeah. this year, right right i mean and then you have the vikings then we go into division play october 12th so, i mean let's see let's see how it's progressing i think if we can if he gets to week one and it's like eh, he's not really ready yet let him sit that game see how everything goes in the field you may not need to play him week two against the jaguars because that's the thing we talked about on the, on the show before we're not really the first four weeks of the season first five weeks of the season yeah andy reid has got an amazing record in september but that's not really where this team has its eyes on. This team has its eyes on for February 2024, you know. Right, but
0: but I will say this though. So because of different variables now, that's kind of shaken up, right? We're talking about the Chris Jones thing, and you know where guys are going to be. You know, Amenta who he's he's suspended for the first six games of the season. Like we're talking, some key piece of guys are not going to be there, and so you know. Are you pushing for these guys? To me, it makes more sense if, if he sits out the first game because you do have that ten game stretch or ten day stretch between the next game to kind of get him right. Uh, it's a little bit more doable to me. It just seems like it's just, uh, and that's that's being optimistic. You know, at least for my assessment, after having an injury like this, and I'm just telling you how it feels. I'm 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 telling you it's going to take all that time especially to, to kind of run around. I mean, he's a smaller guy than I was, but I, I mean, still, I don't care how how big and how small you are. That's the meniscus, that's the knee. It can be irritating, you know, trying to get ready, trying to get prepared. Uh, and like I said, you don't have to push this guy out if, if it's not necessary, right? Jacksonville definitely is a, is a game that you need to win. You have to win that one. Uh, and so you, you want... Most guys being out there on that's going to make the roster, being out there kind of on full throttle. Uh, but, but that's why I said, man, the first game of the season. I'm going to keep saying this. <laughs> I'm kind of glad we got the Lions. I, I do. I know they hype. I get it. They're a great team. Uh, they got great coaches up there. Got a, a, a lot of talent. Uh But the Chiefs should be able to handle this game. They should be able to handle this game. Uh, pretty easily you know I mean they're gonna come in and they're gonna be ready they're gonna be ready they're gonna be on like absolutely out the out the frame to come out here and play the Chiefs and Arrowhead. here but man it's just like yo if we lose to Detroit that's gonna be like okay um uh, maybe some questions there but I think with with what we have or what the variables could be we should be able to handle it man so yeah I ain't gonna worry about that but we too Jacksonville Go see what you can do with that,
1: yeah. I guess for me, with the with the, the, the surgery that he's having and stuff, and it's like he's missing training camp, a lot of conditioning. Obviously, you have a lot of your, your conditioning during the offseason stuff, but you have a lot of like you know the pads and all that stuff that you're, you're going through, you know, the game, game kind of ready for in season kind of conditioning, right? Getting hit, yeah. you know, doing all that thing, you know. Um, but like but, and he's missing all this time, then he's gonna, I, well, I mean, I, I didn't, I, the doctor didn't really tell me this, but he didn't seem at he, he say maybe he missed the first week or two, but he didn't seem that um, thrown away, thrown off by this injury with him. But no. as far as like, at what point can he get back on the field and start doing stuff again after that that surgery? See, that's the thing. That's what I'm talking
0: about. Like you, if you're if we're sitting there talking, you know, maybe projecting wise, like being able to get out there, run and whatnot, that's gonna be at least three to four weeks to where you need to be. That's why that ten day ten day stretch between the time it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. But these you know, it, but these are smaller guys. These guys these, these guys ain't really gonna get a whole lot of hits anyway. You don't really need to. You don't need to feel too much. Now, if you're on the line, uh, it's a little bit different. You know, you're a linebacker, very different, right? Or running back, like they're like you need to be in shape. Wide receiver, these guys, I mean, they can run all day. They really can. You know, you get him out there in a week, he'll be ready in a week as far as like just. Uh, especially with the rotation uh he'll 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 be able to get into working the game straight you know fairly quickly yeah you know i don't worry about that at all yeah uh
1: but what like you said his his cutting uh, on the field which is it's a great asset that he has it makes him so special but it also i mean it can it you know injuries with w- that, that that could come with it as well
0: um or so you, so so okay right meniscus right and i, I know you talked about his injury and to me, you know, this is something I like, ain't really a guy's fault, right? Just like you said, he just keep, certain things keep dinging, the injured and, you know, I hope hopefully this is like one of the last things he has you have to worry about. I and mean, he's been able to stay in the league for a long time, hopefully work out with the Chiefs and, and you know, hopefully make a, a, a long career out of it, right? I mean, that's just what you're hoping for a guy to do. I mean, he just has some bad string of luck. You know, if if you will, kind of go through here. And so, man, it, I, I feel bad for him, right? Because everybody's pushing for him. Then, of course, this happened. To everybody, like, told you so. See, when the, why? Well, but, you know, shoot. So, how how you feel about that, man? I mean, you, you know, does a guy, does he deserve a break? I think he deserves a break. You know, everybody, like, look, man, it ain't really this guy's fault, man. He just, things just happened to this guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far that's the thing about injuries. I mean, it's not it's, not, it's never the really guy's fault for having the injury. You know, like whatever misstep he took during the ret- return game or whatever the return drill that he was you know was fielding punt. I think that's what it was. He was fielding a punt. Uh, I mean, is that right? That is bad uh-huh. luck. That's awful. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing I will say is like, and, and apparently he deactivated his Twitter account today. So I think that's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Um. Because I think one of the last topics we had, uh, I think before your vacation was the um, the, the Twitter back and forth he was getting into with fans, giants fans, giants call him, fans. yeah, yeah, giants fans calling him an injury prone bum and stuff. And then, like, you know, a couple weeks later, you know, making fun of them, showing his ring, calling them fat, whatever, calling the fans fat, whatever. He was, you know, having fun with fans, I guess, but um. And a couple of weeks la- later, this happens, and I've seen a lot of people online say, "Oh, Giants fans, it's called karma. Look, you were you were, you were touting this uh, in your D and DMs to fans, and look at you now." Um, so yeah, yeah obviously, kind of got some slack, but I think it. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, luckily, we have. Hmm, I, I'm saying this because I'm hopeful with the, with the young guys we have, but there's a lot of unknown in the wide receiver room. But I think we have good depth at that position, good young talent at, at that position. But that remains to be, that remains to be seen. Though we, we really outside of Richie James and MVS, everyone else is kind of unproven commodity. We don't know what we don't really know what Scott Moore can do. We don't really know what Richard Rice can do. Um, Justin Ross is a name everyone's talking about. Justin Watson, I mean Justin Watson. Um, so like we don't really we don't really know. So like I think these guys can handle it if he is out for a couple, maybe one or two games. I think it allows us to keep another receiver on, and then it allows yeah. these guys to kind of flourish a little bit and kind of grow. You know, what is it the um, what, what's that old thing where it's say either seek or swim? You, th- you throw the young guys in the water, see if they can you know they can yeah. get it or not. That's it, man.
0: You yeah, learn real quick. Yeah, you're going to learn real quick who you have. Uh, and, and to me, that's, that's not as big of an issue because we have Travis Kelsey, right? we going we're going to filter a lot of balls <laughs> going his way. We have some good tight ends that can catch the football. We got some running backs that can catch the ball out the backfield. We're going to be very clever getting the ball to these guys. So, uh, and, and Patrick Mahomes does a good job peppering the ball around the guys anyway, right? Just divvying it up to different dudes. So I, I think that's another thing that we have working in our, in, our, in our favor is having Patrick Mahomes can get the ball to anybody, okay? And we have a very capable running back, a tight end, core group of guys, especially with the young guys too, I think Sky is going to have a good year. Uh, we seen some great flashes for him last year. Nvs is another year uh, uh, mature, and he's going to get a lot of looks. Young guy Rasheed Rice going to put him in. We're going to put Justin Watson in. We're going to put Justin Ross in. We're going to put some of these guys in, man, and see what, like you said, sink or swim. We're going to see what you got, young young fella. We're going to see. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. I'm going to. You know what? I cannot wait. Football is back, baby. It is here. <laughs>
1: yes, sir. It is here. And the beauty is um, talking about the receiver room, um, and that's that's our next topic. But the, the, the beauty is, it's like watching these preseason games. You know, it's like these guys are going to be watching in the third and fourth quarter potentially. These are potentially yeah. guys who will be playing and getting a lot of snaps a week one. We may actually see a lot. Maybe we actually get to catch a ball or two. And generally, you watch these th- third and fourth quarter games. These are guys who you know they might you know, be practice squad guys. They might just you know, yeah. it shouldn't make the team. These are guys who might actually get reps in in the offense when when it comes to Thursday night, uh, September seventh. So it's like it's crazy. You yeah, you ain't
0: kidding. You ain't kidding. You and, and I think that's what it is. Like you you get to watch the entire game before then, You can like turn the TV off, and I like, got oh, this guy. To, you know, he might get. Oh yeah, little, little Billy got in. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, just like you know, you just hope Billy, you know, makes uh, the practice squad. Yeah. Like you said, man, we're gonna have. There's gonna be some times in the game like this. Dude right here, that's playing third and fourth quarter. He's suiting up day one, and he may be on the starting roster. Yep. He might be at their starter. Just, just don't know. He's gonna get some some significant reps. Put it that way. So, yeah,
1: and one of those guys who will probably play in the second half of the game on uh, Sunday is uh, Justin Ross, guy who's everyone's been talking about. Um, who's a guy that. It was a big deal when we signed him uh, last year after the draft. He was supposed to be a top-two-round pick, um, had the congenital spinal fusion, um, and he missed one whole, one whole year, didn't think he could ever play football again, came back, um, had the surgery at Clemson. Um, his numbers weren't weren't particularly well, uh, but some say it could have been the injury. Some say it could have been the quarterback play at Clemson that year that uh, his numbers took a uh, dip. Um then yeah, the foot surgery after the season. Chiefs ended up getting him a lot of teams every lot of, everyone thought that team should take a flyer on him in the sixth or seventh round, just so it wouldn't have been an uh, opportunity for the Chiefs to go and get grab him as an undrafted yeah. guy. We did, uh-huh. let him sit for a year, had a red shirt NFL season, and then pr- apparently this whole offseason, he's been working with Mahomes, he's been pretty much living at Mahomes' house down in Texas and in Kansas City. Um just working with him really? all the time. Yeah, apparently at Mahomes' new place in Kansas City, he's got he's got turf field in his backyard, and they just yeah, they just yeah. play playing catch pretty much all all summer. Um so he's living a
0: life right now, baby. He's living it. That's, that's yeah. all right. <laughs> that's all they asked me to do.
1: <laughs> so he's been a guy that um, it's kind of it's been interesting. They'll do two factions in the in the Chiefs uh, Twitter world. Like some content creators didn't think he was going to sniff the roster. They said he's not making the team. Um, but you start to see the Chiefs, Chiefs media, the so, the social media team at the Kansas City Chiefs. They know what the, what the fans want. They know that Justin Ross is a, is a big big time hit. So every time he's doing anything in practice, they're posting it on the Chiefs account. Um, and he's a, it's not only it's a feel good story if he does make the team and he actually gets playing time it's he's just a, he was just a, such amazing talent and it was almost taken away with the, with the um, the condition that he had with the uh, the i I, forgot, I killed the name but that the the, the congenital uh, spinal fusion that he had and now he might actually make the team and actually might get playing time and so now you're seeing there's factions on twitter and stuff um the content creation space but my question to you is JD when you see Justin Ross the, the clips that are being shown online um and the hype around him are you confident in the, in the, in the young guys that we have? Obviously he's one of the, the many, uh, young guys that we have, um, who will, who's, who's been named Rasheed Rice has been a guy. Everyone's talked about as far as doing well with Mahomes. Ross has been one, uh, Sky Moore is looking the part, uh, now. And then even Nico Ramisio at of Fresno state, a lot of guys, but what do you make of what you're hearing and what you're seeing from the Justin Ross hype online?
0: Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the hype that you're hearing, I think is real. I think, you know, he, he's been coming in making plays. And so that's always promising. Every time you hear, like every single day, if a report is coming out about how good he's been playing and, you know, him making plays and particular things in practice. I mean, you know, our eyes is going to definitely be on this guy, right? And like you said, it's not just a feel-good story, but we talked about, you know, the things he's just been able to overcome. You know, and, and you want this for him. you want You want him to be successful, you want him to defy all the odds that you know somebody said you know you're not going to be able to do it. Heard the Dodgers like, hey, you know, maybe wait and see, want to see what you know how this is all going to play out. But yeah, man, this this I mean, we know he's we know he's a talented guy. We know that we know he's a talented wide receiver uh, that can that can play, that can catch. Uh, I seen him run a couple of routes, you know, obviously it's on you know on one on ones and 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 so forth. Uh, so game time is definitely going to be a little bit different. But hey man, I'm pulling for this dude to make some plays, man. I'm, I'm pulling for this guy to make the roster. And I think he can do it. I think he really can. You know, because now he has the determination and the grit, right? He's he's been he's been through that. Now you're talking about he lives on on Pat Mahomes' couch, just like his there and catching balls with him. Every time Pat has a chance, you know, shoot. Yo man. Hey, that's all you need to build is rapport. You get a relationship with PM fifteen throwing a ball to you, hey man. Patrick might wake up in the morning, you on sleeping on the couch, Pat throwing a ball to so you, wake up, catch it, get you a little breakfast, step out there on the little turf, get you a couple more catches. He's man. I'm telling you, man, he's living his life right now. And, and, and Patrick wanted to be successful. When they, when they be really you know kind of adopt the guy to get him to where you want him to be, especially from the starting quarterback, that speaks volumes. And that speaks volumes because – He's just he's just building something that he's saying this could be something that could be happening for a number of years for a couple of years for you know whatever. So I've heard Patrick talk about this guy ever since they got together in Texas, right? And they were just he was talking about how much he's he's grown, he's matured in this in the past, man. So uh, I know his heart is ignited to do some some wonderful things out there on the field, I can't wait to see him in preseason because I think he's one of those guys who's going to be a key guy that's going to get some burn for this year. Uh, and so, you know what, man? Uh, Justin White, it's it's real. It's real. So, and like I said, I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. I know everybody, because, you know, I mean, we was talking about the one catch he called, the little bread basket. So that's what he's supposed to do. That is what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to make these catches. He want to make the roster? He's going to make catches like that. He's going to make that. And he's been doing it. So that's good. So, yeah, man, it's real, man. I'm pushing for this dude. You know to really contribute this year uh, to what the Chiefs do.
1: And It's funny you say that because I remember when we had a clip last year during uh, the mini camp where he caught that 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 one across the field, uh, the breadbasket one-handed catch. You yeah. said so he's supposed to do, and then a lot of these clips we're seeing are him pretty much doing that—the one-handed grabs—but in, in different situations, it's like okay, well, he's he's doing what JD said. You know, he, he, he's supposed doing to do, it. man. Yeah, you
0: won't be on the NFL roster this is what's required of it this is what you have to do especially if you think that you don't have the win in your sales okay and you're you're getting you're defying all the odds you're gonna have to go out there and play spectacular you're gonna have to go out there and show what you can do and do it better than everybody else is out there doing it right and so you want them writing columns about you you want them tweeting about you you want them showing films of you catching a ball here and there catching one-handed catches and stuff that's what you want. You are generating fan, a great fan base, and people will, that will support you. Shoot, the, the main one, PM15, you got the, the
1: new sleeper on his couch? Hey, man. It's real. It's real. And this is so uh, a lot of these, um, these Chiefs publications, Airhead Pride being one of them, um, they've they have a lot of them have gone back and said that Justin Ross will now make the Ross. And it's also, it's one thing that I, I, I kind of went on, uh, went on a whole diatribe last week about, um, is these is these accounts that like these pre- the predicted, uh, active 53 man roster. It's like, it's, it's obnoxious because it's like when like the Justin Ross, for example, when they're writing articles, like fine, I guess Justin Ross is going to make the team now. It's like, are we you rooting against it. Like, what, what is this? Like, I think, I think, people want their predictions to be right so much that they root against. Yes. They root against like the, the, these guys. And it's like, that's right. That's right. What, what sense does that make? Like what? Oh, fine. I'm going to change my list now. Like, okay. I mean, like the guy's obviously showing it, but like, it seems like you're upset that you have to change your, your predictions aren't going to come true. It's like,
0: what, what is this? You know what it is? It's, it's you know, it's being safe. It's playing it safe. So, you know, it's like okay, fine. You know, and then of course nobody really gets on you because you wasn't really on the, the the hype train. You didn't really, you know, you wouldn't really say anything disparagingly against this guy. He's like, okay, I can kind of come around to that. But as soon as you're making like, like I told you so, I told you this guy won't go be this. So it's like the safe, it's a safe space to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, you're gonna have that every year with with most guys anyway. You know, we and we could sure, we can go through the roster in, in different positions. It's it's like that. Wide receiver, running back, uh, shoot, corner, linebacker, all, every position, every single position is going to be one of those guys who's going to be a safe guy for you. Justin Ross is the guy right now. That is, either you got him or you don't. Okay, you either ride with him or you kind of so what you know a little tepid with it, like ah you know maybe I'm with him. Okay, I'm you know so, uh, but yeah, he's he's got it, man. Look, he he's got it with with the guys out there uh that I've been seeing and just reading about. Uh he's shoot his name is being called more than anybody else. Put it that way. Yeah. So that tells me that he's right along with the guys in a head nod above a lot of them. Oh yeah. So it, yeah.
1: and one thing he said it stood out to me he was like everyone's because everyone's so scared about his whole injury stuff and that's one thing that keeps popping up. But people forget he had the had the spot on uh um the way he was diagnosed with it he missed a year, but he came back and played a full year of football even with a broken foot. He still played, and like people forget he did already play a year of football with this condition right and he and who, who I mean he had the condition he was undiagnosed for his whole life, so he was playing football with this condition now that he we yeah. know it now but um he in one of his press conferences last week he said that like it felt good the first first hit that he had just felt good the first yeah. time he said it, it just felt good to have that, and it's like, okay, well, you know. Obviously, you know he 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 knows what everyone's thinking too. So that's like, that's that's one thing. Like he has the he has the the whole condition that he has, but he knows that everyone's thinking it too. And so it's like it's good. You know, I, I felt it felt good to get one of those. Like okay, like, yeah, he 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 knows he knows what's on everyone's mind.
0: Man, he he's almost like look, I, I want y'all betting against me. I I'd rather y'all have like you know I, I like the support, but he he's got a resilient spirit about him. You know, he he wants to still go out there and prove people. Like no, don't. Don't pat me on the back too much, right? Don't pat me on the back too much. Let me earn what I wanna what I wanna earn. Okay, because it's driving me right now. And so that first hit felt good. He wants some more. Uh I don't think he's scared of it. I don't think he has any any pro- any question in his mind, right? It's everybody else around him, okay, that's always gonna have the question. Yeah. So he's gonna give it up regardless. You know, I think he's already bought in, man. So yeah.
1: And in contrast to Kadarius Tony, who we talked about, this whole giant spat that he had with the fans. Uh, oh, Justin yeah. Ross does not go on social media has not been uh, looking at his Twitter account uh, over the last because they, they one of the reports asked him, have you seen the hype that you're getting online he was like nah I, I don't pay attention to that stuff I love it uh, that's uh, man,
0: that's what I'm talking about I love it I, man, I love this guy <laughs> that's, the type of, that's the type of dude you need right he don't go he ain't, ain't checking it hopefully he ain't checking it. it but I, I, if he's not checking his stuff he ain't worried about it man cool Yeah. that's yeah. how you have to have you got to have that balance you can't worry about trying to police people out here. You can't do it. You're just not going to be able to
1: do it. You're just not. I don't care who you are. Yeah, that's the old-school mentality right there is just play. Just play and then don't hear all all, all, what everyone's saying about you. Yeah. Um, So the one thing that – the big change. So most people had six receivers. That's it. But now, since most people are saying Justin Ross is going to make the team, there's going to be seven receivers now. So my question to you is, J.D. So let's say – I think last year going into the season we kept six receivers. Let's Mm -hmm. say we keep six receivers. And we're coming down to Justin Watson and Justin Ross because this has been the two names that have popped up as far as if we are keeping six receivers on the roster this year. Yeah. What would you say first off? Who would you pick between the two? But what would be the overwhelming argument as to why one over the other? And who, who would you pick if it comes down to six? It's 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 Justin v Justin, Justin Ross versus Watson. Which is the one you're picking, and what would be the overwhelming reason as to why? I'm not picking anybody nobody right now. I say, hey, shoot. We got to.
0: Hey, man, we got to do this preseason. These guys, hey, these guys got play it out. That's how it works in the NFL. You know, I don't play no favorites. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? Because it's all about well, hey, you performing out there on the field. That's what I need to see. Yeah. So I can make it a determination after you know play some preseason games and whatnot. We we make it the choice then. So, you know. We look. Everybody can have a hype train. Everybody can do all this, and then all of a sudden, when the lights come on, it's like it might be a whole different animal. You know, you yeah. might be like the you know, eyes out there and big, and you know, dropping pads. No, no, we're <laughs> not going. Uh-uh. We're not going. You ain't gonna get me in that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're not playing seven on seven anymore.
0: No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. This is real deal. This is real deal
1: um uh, but the six versus seven as far as uh the amount of receivers we, we take obviously we need to see the three games preseason we need to kind of see what how everything plays out injuries and all that stuff but if you yeah. were if you were betting man jd would you would you say they keep seven receivers in the end uh if, as far as need i was kind of
0: going through uh offensively i i i could see them doing seven possibly i could definitely see them doing seven you know possibly uh you know, obviously, you know Tony he's, like I said, I don't think he's gonna play the first game, and then you just kind of you kind of go from there. You gotta you gotta feel everybody else out. You gotta see where everybody else is as far as like their uh, uh you know their 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 progression. I don't, you know, we gotta see where everybody is, and uh, and and with a young cast like this, you really you really got to uh, flesh this thing out, man. You really have to. You gotta make it. You know, some good decisions
1: on who you gonna keep. And like we mentioned, the preseason is gonna be very important and very fun to watch with these uh, these yeah. young cats. Oh yeah. Um, so another young cat, another guy's been making uh the rounds as far as the social media viral aspect of things. Chiefs have been all Chiefs fans have been all over Justin Ross, and then what we're calling him, we we we've deemed him the prince of Chiefs Kingdom. Uh Denner Prince, our guy that we had on shortly after he was picked up by the Chiefs, um, mm-hmm. back in April, I believe, or was it early early May we had him on? It was early May. Um, good. Undrafted free agent rookie out of, uh, Tulsa, DeNerick Prince, um, trained by your guy, former chiefs running back, Derek Blaylock. uh um, D block. Yes, sir. And there that was, was a one job thing that w- that stood out in that interview we had with him was that he meant business. He re- really only wanted to like, you made man, a few words, but you could tell the yeah, guy only works. wants to, he only wants to play football, only wants to talk football. And that's pretty much it. And you know, I, I love it. And you can see in the way he plays and the way he runs, um he made a, you know, he means business. Um, so he's been dominating during training camp. He's been taking advantage of Pacheco being in the yellow quarterback non-contact jersey. Um, yeah. obviously recovering from the broken hand, offseason surgery on the hand and the torn labrum and the sur- surgery he had on the torn labrum. He's been cleared with his hand injury, Pacheco that is, uh mm-hmm. still waiting to be cleared for his uh, for the shoulder injury, which August 20th is the day they're slating for that, uh for him to be cleared from that. Um, so, but one of the things, uh, that's been standing out from Denner Prince during training camp so far is his ability to catch out of the backfield. Um, one thing he told us when he was on the show with us was he looks up to Tony Pollard and Christian McCaffrey, two guys who are awesome catching the ball out of the backfield, but he also stressed he's a three down back. And I think most running backs think they're a three down back. So that's, that's a good thing. That he thinks that about himself. Um, but what do you make of Prince kind of taking advantage of the, the one the being the RB one reps with with Pacheco being out with a non-contact um uh designation? CH getting some time where he's been been out, um, and Prince has been pretty much the overwhelming RB one for the most part, with the, uh, Pacheco being out and non-contact. Um also today they've named him the kick returner for the first preseason game. So yeah. he's getting reps at that as well. So he's getting he's getting the ball quite often uh, in this training camp so far. But what do you make, um, and what do you, what do you, what, what's the sense you're getting from Tenere uh, Prince um, in his role in this offense so far? Uh, I think he's a man about business, really.
0: You know, I think he's a man of few words because he's he's laser focused on, hey, look, you know, show me the, give me the football, and I can show you what I can do. I could, I could show you better than I can tell you. And so, I think that's that's who he is. He, he's a guy that he's he's ready to get out there on the field and he's ready to light it on fire. And so. Uh, you know the, the grass blades is probably like glass to him right now, man. He's going to be, I mean, tip and toe and looking real sweet with the, with, you know, with the juke moves and running over people. He he has the full package to doing things, and I think it's very, it's it's, it's really uh, uh, satisfying to hear that he catches the ball really well out the backfield, right? Uh, and I'll say this: this is probably not a, a, a better opportune time for a protector to be injured. To be honest with you. Right, because now you put this guy in for a preseason, see what he can do. You still got McKinnon, you still got CEH. Uh, and that's another thing. You know, another guy that you want to hurry back, especially with his shoulder. Okay, because you're gonna get hit a lot on that shoulder. And so you don't want this to be something that's lingering over and over again, right? You want to make sure that he's right. You want to make sure that he's right. And I know Pacheco's ready to go. I don't care. He's ready to tear at the yellow jersey as soon, as probably first day. You know, I only not need this, I can do it. you know. I know that's how he feels. Uh, but you know Young dude, uh, Prince is gonna get in. Daenery Prince, he's gonna get in, man. And he's gonna, he's gonna shock some people. He's he's a pleasant surprise. And we need we we knew this. We knew, well, first off, Block certified him. Okay. Period and point blank. Block certifies him. I'm like, oh, he's good then. I, I already knew that. If Block's training me, Blocks talking about how good he is. Shoot, I'm just like, that's all I need to hear. There's guys that I trust, that I know that are running backs in certain positions if they give you that check mark they give you like the the head nod I I don't have no doubt about it so uh when block said it said man he's a real deal that's what he's showing you know and we seen that like we, we we seen how he was talking what he was talking about how hard he was working uh, we we heard block when he was talking about those things like what it what it is that you know his 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 mindset when he goes into it uh he's going to bring all that to the table man he's going to bring all that to the table so uh I think this guy, man, is going to be a pleasant surprise for us. I, I really do. And I think you put him in, he's going to get probably the majority of the carries in the preseason, right? To see exactly what you have, to see exactly what you have. So he'll get it, you know, maybe first team, second in, you know, third, but he's, you're going to see exactly
1: who you have out there. Yeah. I mean, and the one thing is to talking about the Pacheco specifically that the the torn labrum with his running style, a guy who's so, so physical, he always, he's looking for contact out there. That's something that you think could be something that's, could be problematic. It
0: is. If, if you, if you don't let it heal properly, right. If you let it to something that can linger, especially shoulders, shoulder injuries are one of those things, man. I mean, it could just absolutely just be brutal to deal with. Like just the pain after the contact and, you know, dealing with it all off, you know, all season. You know, you don't want to deal with that. Particularly, don't want to deal with that, man. You know, let him heal up uh, the way that he can so he can be as effective as he was last year. Uh, Right. I mean, he was a star on the team, you know, from winning the Super Bowl. And we want that again for him this year as well. So, but we got capable guys, right? We got the CEH McKinnon and we have got, you know, Daenerys Prince. So, uh, like I said, man, Pacheco, man, he, he'll be ready. He'll be ready. Just, man, give it time. Give it time. We don't – everybody don't have to be paraded out the very first game. If you have that 10-day 10, 10 stretch in between, yes, that seems like, okay, now you have a much-loaded team, okay? Jacksonville, to me, is a much better team than uh, than Detroit for sure. So, you know, why not save those guys for that game? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that's going to be a huge game, that week two game against Jacksonville. Um mm-hmm. The one thing with, with Eric Prince is so interesting, because um, he's also a guy who's getting a lot of hype. Lewis Riddick um, would love Lewis Riddick uh ESPN called yeah. him out as a guy to watch. He said to watch this kid, Eric Prince that the Chiefs found another gym. Um mm-hmm. and the interesting about him is the fact that we're using him out of the backfield. That's something that's interesting, intriguing to me because we didn't really use P- Pacheco really didn't have that history at Rutgers. He didn't really have many catches in his career there. Um, and he also didn't really get utilized that much at the backfield as far as a receiving threat, because we have McKinnon. Um, but he, that's not really his thing. He's more of a kind of a basher right at the middle. Um, mm-hmm. But then for Prince, who's very much built like uh, Pacheco, kind of a big, bigger guy, he can catch at the backfield. But look at his college numbers. They don't really get utilized out of the backfield, but apparently he's been dominating as far as catching out of the backfield, which is just so intriguing that we're just using him in a completely different way than he was used in college. But he's also built like Pacheco. And when I hear that he's catching the ball out of the backfield, he's also built like Pacheco. The guy can, you know, he can handle the ball 20-plus games like he did in college. It's, I don't know. We talked about, everyone makes a joke about Pacheco saying, I took a grown man's, taking a grown man's job last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Prince has all the makings to do just that, obviously, I'm not saying he's gonna take Pacheco's job, but this is a guy that's a hung that's a hungry guy. A guy who can kind of do it all. Something that he adds an arsenal to his game that Pacheco doesn't really have as far as being a receiver out of the backfield. And you make it with a guy who can handle the ball between the tackles. Prince is, if I buy yeah. stock, he's a guy I I I want to buy. Obviously, I'd want to buy it months ago before the hype began, but that's yeah, the guy yeah. I want to buy. Well, I mean,
0: the thing is, you, you want to find a capable back that can do that. You want a, a guy that can do it all, and so if they're putting out here and this guy's catching balls out the backfield, you know, maybe they were just like, "Look, just try it out and see if he can do it. He can handle that. By all means, we need to feed him." And so, I why not why not try to merge, you know, a guy that could, could run the football like Pacheco, catch the ball like Ceh and and, and and McKinnon, okay, into one guy. And so they have it in, in Prince. Right. And, and I think this goes into like the bigger, bigger, you know, topic of things talking about running backs and their values. Okay. The chiefs are one of those places that, you know, you got to catch the ball when you, when you run into the football as a running back, you got to catch the ball. Uh, so, you know, Prince is, you know, he's one of those things, man. He's, he's just a, a, a breath of fresh air to have a guy like this. that has that type of talent. Uh, but it, it is. The Chiefs know they can they could run it back by committee, put guys in. Let's see if we can put the guy who can do it all. We can do both. And so uh, we see how many balls McKinnon caught off the backfield, right? So, yeah, let's see if Daenerys Prince can do the same thing. Yeah. I get it. That's what this offense is. They're making sure. The first thing they're going to do is they are going to, without a doubt, uh, uh, you know, push the ball down the field with the pass. They're married to it. They really are. The run is going to be second. That's secondary in this offense. So we got to make sure this guy can do this. Hey, if he runs the football, that's even better, right? So use this other way around, you know, with this guy. Shoot, that's that's what he's looking for. Pass catching big guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like said, what do you say? Was it? uh I forgot. Was Anthony was Anthony Thomas but was he a pass catcher on the backfield or no? Was he more was more just A Train Morris the guy who was the more the smasher in that, that offense? Because they also had Thomas Jones too, right? Thomas Jones was, yeah, but I, I didn't play with those guys. Uh
0: Thomas Jones, he, he's another one he could catch. Yeah, no, I, I, I
1: was ta- I was thinking. I'm trying to think of backs who were could do it all. I, I know you didn't play. Oh, with ball.
0: Ball. In a, in a, okay, yeah, what? well, yeah, yeah. And we we see well, obviously Thomas Jones, you know, places and stuff like that, man. But do you? Uh, I mean, but the, you, yeah, you are looking for guys to do, be able to do it all. You are, you know, because he just becomes more of a weapon. That's what you, you know. Guys like that, it's a hard matchup. Mm-hmm. It's a hard mm-hmm. matchup. So. You're not thinking when he comes in, well, we need to load the box up because he's not going to catch the ball out the backfield, right? It's only his limited things he can do. And we're not talking about catching screens. I'm talking about a guy getting out there, you know, running, you know, out route or maybe running a uh, arrow route, uh, you know, an uh, 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 in-route angle, uh shoot, uh you know, streak, all these things, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking of routes so these guys can run, you know, so – Sure, if he, if he could put that in his uh his uh his, in his what re- repertoire, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good for us.
1: And on the on the opposite end, if Pacheco could add that to his to his repertoire, then it makes him doub- the doubly dangerous with having two guys going to do a little bit of both. Absolutely, but we gotta get him. He- <laughs> we gotta get him healthy, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that's the right now. That's important for him. It's just make sure you're healthy, Pacheco. Make sure you're healthy. We're not we're not pushing you along to get you out here. Hey, we got a guy that's capable enough doing it. Let him do it. Yeah. And then, you know, Pacheco will see hopefully the success that he has and like, dad it, I'm gonna challenge this guy. I'm gonna get out here and start doing it too. You know, so yeah. Competition is good. It's good. It's good. It's a great thing. Yeah.
1: And interesting to see uh Prince uh return kicks this uh this uh this weekend. Uh, Tube already said uh our special teams uh coach or coordinator, he said, uh those guys will be fielding the kicks in the end zone, taking them out. We are returning everything. So I thought of you when that when he,
0: when he said that. It was all last year like, no, what are you doing? Like, no. It just And so he's getting he's getting acclimated to the game, of course, right? Like, don't be scared. I want you to catch the football. I want you to – I want to see what you can do. So that's so funny. That is so funny.
1: It, it's, it's, it's interesting to me because, like, yeah, they went with Pacheco last year. There was Nile Davis many years ago in the, in the first few years with uh, with the, the Chiefs, uh, Andy Andy and them. And now yeah. they're going Prince. They really like the bigger guy. They, 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 I think they just like the one cut and go guys. They don't want to deal with any of this like the dancing around East West stuff. They just want a one cut and go. Go, yeah,
0: go. See a vision. You see something, cut, go, run it, get up the field. Get let's get the twenty five yards or, or better. The only thing is, we, we was laughing at this because we used to always see Pacheco. Catching the ball in the end zone with his tiptoes on the on the back line. <laughs> I know it's kind of funny. And just thinking about it, man. I mean, we joke, we joke, but
1: it's. I was like, what is what? I mean, it's one thing to do in preseason, but to do it during the regular season, which they were doing it, he was doing it quite often. It's like, man, like it's what you said. It's like right. you understand why they're doing it in preseason, but you're also training them bad habits too, though. Training bad habits, man. Dang God. <sighs> man. I think tube sometimes thinks he still has Devin Hester back there. <laughs> We're trying to find him trying to find a new, a new one. Yeah. Well, I don't think their Prince or uh, or Pacheco is going to be, is going to be that guy. You, you need to have, a, you need to have a little bit of wiggle. These guys are fast 40 yard dash time guys, but like you need to have a little bit of wiggle with your, at least, at least from my taste, uh, maybe it's growing up watching Dante. I want, I, I want a little wiggle back there. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we hinted at it earlier. So, uh, Chris Jones is the uh, other topic, one that is uh, being um, big-time scrutinized every day from Chief fans, being scared that Brevich is going to – we're going to wake up one day and brevitch is going to trade him out. Um, Kansas City, like he did with Tyreek Hill. Brevitch gave an interview with uh, with uh, KC Starr this week, kind of letting people know that that's not going to be the case. I pulled out some of the, the quotes uh, here, J.D. Um, so, He's a great player, and he wants a big contract. He deserves a big contract, and I don't think there's any surprises in that regard, but there's just some hurdles we have to work through in regards to how we can keep this thing going for the short and long term, but we've never wavered on this is a guy that we want to exhaust all our efforts to get done because that's how much we think of him. You have to keep in mind that when we did make that move with Tyreek, one of the determining factors was because there was an expected Chris Jones deal, and so to do Tyreek, there was a concern of will we be able to – to Chris. And so that was a moment of time. And it was before the draft that we hit the reset button and we're like, you know, it's really hard to trade a player, the magnitude of Tyree kill, but we're following that up with someone just as significant. And on the defensive side, you reach this point where you, I think both parties want to just kind of take a deep breath and reset a little bit. And then the talks become less frequent, but at the same time, I mean, the start of the season is September 7th. So by nature, they're going to have to heat up again. And like I said, that's why we are still optimistic. So, J.D., you've been saying all along you're not concerned by this whole thing. Um, Every day, if I was Chris Jones, I'd be a little concerned because I'm losing $50,000 every day. I'm not in training camp, but he's going to make his money back soon here with this big contract. Um, And also, there's been some other things on social media. Chris Jones tweeting different cryptic things. He's tweeted song lyrics like last week that everyone was really scared about. Um, Then he tweeted the other day, uh, Casey, that I love you. Some people brought up before he signed his last deal with us, he said something pretty similar like Kansas City, I love you, I'm not going anywhere. And then he and then it was reported the next day he got his big deal. But he hasn't gotten his deal yet. So, obviously that tweet was just him, you know, saying stuff. But what do you make of Brett Veach's comments and what do you just make of Chris Jones in this situation as of right now? Uh I'm telling you.
0: Uh I know this. Brett Veach knows this. Everybody on the team knows this, and the entire NFL knows this. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs are much better with Chris Jones in there. He, he's our defensive MVP. He's our guy that we need. The reason we got uh two Super Bowls in the last uh four years, went to three of them, is because of Chris Jones. That hey, ain't that that's Pure and simple, and Brett Beach says so. And that statement, he knows that, he knows this, and so make no mistake about it. That is priority number one. Now, I don't know as far as like where there are as far as uh with number wise. You know, I've heard some reports here and there about this. I tell you what, what he don't want to do. He don't want to see Chris Jones walk about that. You know, out of the Chiefs uniform, or have any more problems. So I'm not really I'm not really I'm not too worried about it. I'm not. I said, I think I may put a tweet out there. I said, maybe after the second preseason game or maybe third, I'll start rubbing my chin a little bit, like, okay, what's going on? Because usually you start getting into preseason games, you start wondering, okay, now guys are gonna start getting things done. Because you wanted to get him, you wanted him to get into shape. Now you want him to get into game shape. Okay, if not, he's gonna be behind eight ball. I said it's about a week and a half, it's gonna take. So we're coming around about that time, man. I think maybe hopefully this weekend maybe after the first preseason game, you're going to see some things change. Probably the first of next week, man, Chris Jones is going to come flying in on the a, on a helicopter. Uh, they're going to parachute him on down or whatever they need to do, and put him out there on the field, let him run around a little bit. Hey, we got this thing done. We got this thing done. So I believe Breach is trying to get this thing put on paper. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's been a little hectic. I, this is how negotiations go, especially with big-name guys, a guy who is integral to your your success. The difference between Tyreek Hill and Chris Jones was, on offense, you still had two other guys that could make the thing click, namely PM15 and Travis Kelsey. Defense, you need Chris Jones. You need him in the middle. You need his production. Chris Jones is, well, I forgot, I had the top four in sacks last year a defensive tackle top four in the past five years in the entire nfl as a defensive tackle that's what defensive ends in everybody you 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 cannot mimic that success you you know i'm saying that like you can't you can't scheme and move a guy around to get that type of production that you need and 15 and a half sacks i mean you just can't you can blitz more Maybe that's what you could possibly do, but that puts everybody else in jeopardy. And that's another thing. You don't have his presence on the middle, in the inside part of the field that puts everybody else, makes their job harder. Linebacker's job's harder, secondary job's harder. Everybody's job's going to be a lot tougher. If you don't get the pressure and you don't get the guy making uh, the sacks when it's needed and making plays in the backfield when it's needed, he, without a doubt, he advances and, and 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 makes everybody else's game up. He, he does. He 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 makes it even bigger. He, he, that's what it is. Everything is going up to a different level with Chris Jones in there. Everybody just playing around him. It's getting better because of him. If you don't have him in there, watch everybody else who suffers. Now you don't have uh, a minute who for the first six games. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. I tell you what. Uh, we need to – We need a. Go ahead and sign Chris Jones. We need to go ahead and sign him now. Uh everybody keeps talking about. See, that's what I, oh my gosh. A- everybody keeps talking about, oh, well, he's almost 30 years old and he's gonna sign it. Playing defensive tackle, Chris Jones had 15 and a half sacks. He's still gonna be good for the next four years. I'm, I'm at, telling le- at you, least. At least, because he's taking care of his body. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, defensive tackle. You know, you could have some Knicks and things, and still be able to be productive. I know we've seen like Aaron, you know, uh, Aaron, Aaron Donald, you get hurt this past year, and everybody's kind of like, "Well, we don't want to pay that." But Chris is deservingly so. Needs to get paid a big contract. I mean, he, he, look, I know he's he's got he's making twenty million, eighteen, whatever this this next year is going to be, whatever it's going to be, right? He, he signed a lucrative deal, but now he's he's not top top five, I, I guess defensive tackles anymore right i mean he's he's like sure maybe top 10 i don't i don't even know number five but i know he's not one of the top two which he's the top two best defensive tackles in the entire nfl arguably number one okay and it needs to be paid as such yeah he's number eight so, so yeah so he's top 10 Chris needs, hey man, I need to be compensated for what I do. Oh yeah, we well, made the twenty million dollars. These guys gave up money so you could be on a team and do a team friendly deal. Chris is like, look, hey, what about my team friendly deal? What about me being friendly? Be friendly to me, right? Let the team be friendly to me.
1: Yeah, sure. You got every right to do that. Go ahead. And my my point to what you just said was like the people who were saying that, you know, you got guys not taking money. Well. <laughs> If Mahomes and Kelsey are leaving money out on the table, if we're not paying Chris Jones, then what are we saving that money for? Because did you did anybody look at this offseason? Because we didn't pay we didn't pay anything to anybody. So like, uh, what, what what are those guys not taking the the full the, the full bread for? If Kel- if Kelsey if Kelsey's not maximizing uh, what he can get, if Mahomes isn't right. maximizing what he can get, then what are we saving that money for? Then those guys are doing that so that we can keep Chris Jones and other guys.
0: Absolutely, and 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 to be honest with you, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are making big money off you know, off the books or, or you know doing other things you know in in, in in commercials and all type of other things right, and so their money is a little bit different you know as far as what they're able to capitalize because of their star status mm-hmm. and so I see Chris Chris Jones uh, I guess tackling the TV I'm like oh it's Chris. Yeah. <laughs> It was it direct T V was yeah. that what it was? And yeah, that,
1: Direct TV commercial. I was like, Kelsey, That's cool. Kelsey Hammer in that direct T V commercial, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So now that was that was good. That was good. Uh but his face is not like you see Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You know who those two guys are. Most guys might not even know who Chris Jones is just by looking at him in his face. It's you know what I'm saying? And know how big of a sorry he is. If you're not a huge
1: football fan let me put it that way right yeah it's, it's the position it's the defensive tackle it's not like a flashy it's not, it's not that flashy i mean of a position really i mean even when sap was the the big face for the defensive tackles back in the early 2000s i mean even he wasn't marketed that much he and he probably was marketed more so than other defensive tackles had been at, at that time but like even he doesn't donald hasn't really been marketed that much
0: no he no, limited limited to certain things man so Look, man Chris should go out there and, and get it I think they would still get something done they' still working the numbers because they had to look down the road about who they want to sign here and they, you know what I mean I get that part of it I get it I really do uh so I'm not really worried'm I'm, I'm truly am not really worried uh like I said I'll probably start you know rub my chin a little bit you know maybe was, we start getting around to about the third preseason game and it's like happening and I'm like oh okay what's uh what's really going on right? So, uh, I don't know why players always had to sign team friendly deals, right? Why don't you just pay a guy
1: what he's worth what the market is? yeah, that's how I look at it, and he's asking for top two money. He's not asking for it to be the, the 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 number one guy, so i I also think that's like he's still being fair to us because he's he's saying, I want to be top two, I just want to be ahead of quinn and williams I think it's I think it's number two right now, yeah, I want to be ahead yeah. of quinn and Williams that that's it, okay, so to, yeah, to do I did that
0: I, <laughs> right. So, I, like I said, we, I don't know what the numbers are. You know, I, I know it's been different reports out about you know what what it is. This, you know, uh, only they really know. You know, getting down to it fully, what what everybody's trying to sign for, what Chris trying to sign him for, so what Brett's trying to sign him for. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, Chris. Chris is Chris is Patrick Mahomes on defense for us. Yep.
1: Period. Can agree more jd on okay. that one um hopefully they get it done soon um that fifty thousand dollars a day is tough and apparently since it's I was reading that guys who are on their rookie deal when they're when they miss training camp they can when they, when they sign their contract again they can get it back or right. people on a tag they get it back but Chris won't be able to recoup the fifty thousand dollars a day he's missed because it's. because uh, he's already under contract. Because he's already got under another contract, yeah, which is God. It's, I got you. It's crazy, but I mean, he's gonna make with this contract. He's gonna make a lot of money. So, like, that's. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So I guess I, I guess I guess it makes out in the end for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, last question, J.D., we'll get the last one for the night. Um, so, Sunday, first the preseason game. We already kind of hinted at it a little bit. Um, we play the Saints in New Orleans at 1 o'clock, and I believe it's going to be on NFL Network. Um, I think we are a three-point underdog in this one, but it's preseason, so who cares about the betting lines? Um, who are the guys? What are you going to be looking for in this game, and who are the guys you're going to be kind of watching for and what fans should be watching for on Sunday? Uh, wide receiver, running back, defensive tackles
0: and defensive ends the whole defensive line that's what i'm looking at that's it uh so let me see what we got let me see how the wide receivers how everything shakes out with them uh so that's where my eyes are going to be running back obviously like you know we were talking about uh with the Daenerys, Daenerys prince you know ch and mckinnon they're not going to get that much so you know it's always good to see who you got on the roster some of these some of these names, man, some of these these wide receiver names that, that that are like on the cusp, very exciting to watch, you know, very elusive. Uh, you know, what's that Nico? What's his name? Nico Remigio. Uh, Remigio. i want to see Remigio. I want to see him get after it, you know. Uh I, I do pal. You know, I you know, I've seen, you know, I've heard some good things about him in camp, too. Uh so and then like I said, the I wanna see the D line, man, defensive tackles, defensive ends. I wanna see how these how they're gonna be. I think the secondary, but you know those guys out there, man, just gonna go out there and just, you know, be pretty and play and you know, make some plays and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's the main that's the main three I wanna see, for me at least. Yeah. Everybody needs to be looking out for.
1: And good for the guys, uh getting uh, get a dome for their first preseason game. Uh they don't have to they don't have to go out in the the summer heat anywhere. <laughs> Take a break from it. Man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and and I, I want to make a prediction right now. I think I think um this is just a funny thing. Um after the game on Sunday, since we're gonna be trotting out a lot of different guys to defensive tackle, um, I yeah. think Veach is gonna get that deal done after that game is over and see what the, the kind of defensive tackle product we're gonna have if uh Chris Jones isn't on the team, he's gonna get that deal done right after that game on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> What's Chris said? You got the contract right in front of him? Make sure you send it to him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think is gonna happen. I think they're gonna see the kind of the, the, the feelings they're gonna have. Oh wait, these guys are actually gonna be playing in playing time when if Chris isn't there. Okay, yep. We're gonna have to get this uh this done now. Let's give him the thirty. He wants thirty, <laughs> give him thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all yeah, right. We'll, we'll definitely see. It was good having you back, man. Like I said, I love you. Um give my love to the entire family. Um it was good it was good having you back and being able to just Talk about life, talk about football, and talk about everything with you, man. That's always the Absolutely. the highlight of my weeks, getting the talk to you, buddy.
0: Hey, brother, listen, it warms my heart, man, and I, I love you immensely, my brother. And like I said, I'm glad you know to come out here and kind of talk to people just about you know real life things that, that go on, you know. And then the thing is, man, we all have these shared things, and you know I'm very empathetic with people that have, that they go through these things, and I'm here to 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 grieve to have happiness and joy and celebrate with people and 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 hopefully you know everybody has my back in that thing as well so uh like i said man my sister and my family we thank you very much and the people and the fans out here who who was gracious enough uh to give us their their love and their support uh and so yeah she was a beautiful woman a beautiful lady you know and like i said we'll miss her dearly but hey you know, we're gonna live our life. We're gonna live our life like she lived hers. You know, unapologetic man, uh, chin in the air. You know, regal, regal. That's how it's gonna be with us. So, appreciate it, my brother. Love you, man. All man. right, love you guys. Love you too, brother.
1: We hope everyone enjoyed the show, and we'll see you guys next week. Hi, everybody! Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.